This is a preview of a full-length Gilded Age episode. To hear the full version, become a recurring donor to the Opt-Out Media Foundation for as little as $5 a month. Visit originals.optout.news to sign up. As a donor, you'll get a number of exclusive benefits, including selected interviews with journalists, activists, and experts, access to our Discord chat community, and recognition of your personal contribution on our website. Not to mention several different newsletters rounding up the best of independent media. So visit originals.optout.news to help us distribute the financially independent, trustworthy news that our communities sorely need and work towards stronger democracy and social justice. Thank you so much. Well, yeah, that that was what was so fascinating to me about the show is that how normal it makes life under the empire seem or how real, like, you know, you, you, uh, you go to the resort planet, you've got all those people enjoying the sun, sipping their cocktails while while stormtroopers chase down uh people who have supposedly committed a rebel act but then you and then you know cassian gets caught up in that and and they're like were you part of it and he's like part of what i'm just going to the store and they're like you know oh sure you are you're you're part of it like and was there ever an it to begin with right um and 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 you have you do have like the cyril karn character who is right who i was fascinated by yeah absolutely fascinating just he fits right in, you know, his, his type of personality is drawn to that kind of order and aesthetic. Right. Um, He's like, it's what I, right, what I really liked about that was it, that was like another inversion of the sort of story of the galactic nobody. Right. But in this case, it's like, he's a galactic nobody who's like dream is to like <laughs> be, be one of those like horrible Imperial officers. Right. He's just like, he's like, you know, you, you first meet him and he's like a security officer. who's like personally retailed his uniform to make it look more imposing. Yep. You know, and his and his boss is like totally Piping. sick of his shit. Some light right? tailoring, <laughs> right? His boss doesn't want any. His boss is just like, calm down. We're like not here to do this. And the, right, and the thing that precipitates the whole story is that you know, is um, Andor gets in a fight with two um, guys from the security corps, um, just because they're hassling him after they all leave a bar, and ends up killing them in the fight. And, you know, this, the, then Cyril is like, this is a crime against the strength of the empire. We must in, enforce it. And this boss is yeah, just I'm like, not worthy of, I'm not worthy of the uniform if we don't do anything. Right. And this boss is just like, this is, this is, these guys made their own trouble. And like, this is nothing. It's stupid. It's a drunken brawl. We shouldn't like wear ourselves out chasing after it. Right. Which is like cynical from like a, you know, law enforcement point of view, except he's, he's also like substantively correct or he was substantively correct but like what's so gripping about the show is that cyril's insistence on the idea that this was an act of rebellion this is like something that that demands that the that the attention of the empire be brought to bear on it makes it come true and sort of the whole shit on like one level everything that happens to andor in the show is that process it's just that like the things he does to just sort of get from situation to situation register more and more with the empire as you know things that demand a response and then you have this imperial intelligence unit that like basically needs a rebellion they're trying to find a rebellion to justify their existence and they're sort of and they're being you know the the luthan the, the the rebel mastermind is trying to bait them into the response but they want to be baited they want to find a conspiracy right they want these like disjointed and uncooperative cells of anti-empire people right to 
to be one grand unified thing because that justifies their existence and justifies their you know increasing the strength and and cruelty of the empire to fight it all but taking taking a step back from from like the the imperials you you also have people like mon mothma's husband who are like must everything be sad and boring or boring and sad like you know this this guy is like able to live under fascism it doesn't it doesn't affect it's not like real to him in any way he's a he's a sheltered elite um in the same way that that on mothma is um but she actually you know she's a senator she cares about the the people who are being impacted by the emperor the empire's policies like at that dinner scene where she's like you know should we joke about about how they've cut off food to the to these planets like over a third course and um and then you have you have vel who is uh her cousin i, I think yeah, um, cousin. yeah her cousin and she's she tells her like we've chosen a side like it's it's interesting that you you do have sort of normal life attempting to continue there's right. just there's just suspicion that hangs over everything and fear and nobody nobody's truly happy unless they can unless they just they just tune it out and i think this was a theme in rogue one like um where where um saw Gerrera tells Jin says like um you can stand to have the imperial flag you know waving overhead and she's like it's not a problem if you don't look up right and like that's you see that more in andor and and i and it it sort of it resonates because we live in sort of increasingly illiberal times. This concludes the preview of this Gilded Age episode. To hear the full version, become an opt-out recurring donor at originals.optout.news.